Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. People were asked things that they're tired of, sick of, and reasons why. And I thought some of the reasons why were, were pretty funny. Uh, the top of the list, people are tired and fed up of podcasts. Oh, okay. Now, I will say this. There's a, a handful of them that I, that I quite like. You listened um, to that one, uh, was it Shameless? Uh, Smartless. Smartless. Yeah, with, um, with Will Ferrell, not Will Ferrell, uh, Will uh, Arnett and uh, Sean Hayes and Jason Bateman. Speaking of Jason Bateman, I started watching the final, the last season of Ozark again yesterday. From oh, the beginning. Three. All right, from the beginning, just to get to get ready <laughs> for the uh, for the twenty first. Uh, anyhow, the reason that people are tired of podcasts, they say, there's a reason you never made it in radio. You have nothing to say. <sighs> yeah, and, and you know the problem is with so many of them, it, it's just so just pinpointed to one thing and. And I listen, if your passion is crocheting and you want to spend an hour a week talking to crochet experts, then then fine, so be it. But if you get frustrated because you only have four followers, well, that's probably why. Right. You know. Well, and listen, you can be you can have a podcast on the most interesting topic out there, uh, whatever that may be, mm. and it, it, if you don't have anything. Uh, a clear thought put together. Mm. And you got to remember the most successful ones. There are some very successful ones who have teams of people behind them. Oh, yeah. Writing, researching, uh, preparing, producing, finding guests mm-hmm. uh, that align with your topic and the high-level guests as well. Yeah, Conan O'Brien has a whole network now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it's not easy uh, to, to, one... Have a point and express it clearly, mm. and do so for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, when we do breaks here, there are some where we go on and on longer than the you know five minutes we're supposed to, or less. They'll say, <laughs> <laughs> and it could go on much, much longer, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there are others where you know, okay, mm. let's get to the song now. Yeah. You're you're ready to have that little break in a podcast. You don't. I guess you can make it as long as you want, but you know, a four minute podcast isn't nearly as uh, as enthralling for some. Yeah, no. If there's somebody in, in who's interested in radio and media and thinks having a podcast is going to land them a terrestrial radio job, chances are no, because it's just really two different beasts. And look, and if you enjoy kind of getting together, I, I got a buddy who does a podcast, and he's a huge, huge sports guy, and you know he'll. Him and his friends will, three of them will get together and talk sports and they'll have on the assistant, assistant coach of the Humber Hawks volleyball team. And I mean, okay, if that's your groove, that's your groove. But, you know, there's, there's, there's big time sports guys out there who get the biggest names and they're going to be the attraction. For the most part, it's like saying you like hockey, but okay, let's go watch Shinny. Because there's no rules to it, Right. right? right? And it's not necessarily pros doing it. It's just... Yeah, yeah, technically it's still hockey, mm-hmm. but it's not a lot of fun to watch. Um, people are sick and tired of emotional support pets. Somebody <laughs> said, if you have to cuddle an iguana to fly from Dallas to Sacramento, just don't fly. That's true. That's a good one. Uh, fitness trackers. Okay. Uh, it is said, we already have something that uh, berates us for not getting off the couch. It's called a spouse. I saw a crazy commercial for the, the new Apple Watch the other day, and it was basically the 911 call uh, where the watch recognized that its wearer had a fall. It was a mm. guy riding a bike out in the, like a mountain trail, 
and it called the watch called 911 and gave the coordinates of where he was called again five minutes later the guy was unconscious the whole time wow that's crazy um questions at gas pumps people are fed up at gas stations cash or credit are you a rewards member? Oh, Do you want to join? Right. What's with the interrogation? I'm at Shell, not Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> Waterboarding to get your gas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ice cream trucks that play Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> Learn something new. If I wanted to listen to the same song over and over again, I'd listen to Coldplay. <laughs> It is amazing, though. I could be screaming from one level up at my kids, and they don't hear me. That ice cream truck goes by. Bam, they're right upstairs. And uh, finally, tributes to Betty White. Oh. Yeah, people are already tired of this. But the reason? You realize she can't hear you, right? Wow, that's cold. in my car this morning it's minus 21 i started up and she just did not want to turn over oh much like a wife she did not want to turn over (laughs) no interest and she got going though and then uh, i let her warm up for a while and then i got in it i'm driving to work and i go i can still see my breath in here i don't think my heat's working whoa well that'll happen with a 72 nova (laughs) you can't expect it to last forever (laughs) anyhow that'll be something to look into or maybe it's just so cold the heat's like forget it i'm not even bothering right we'll we'll deal with this i'll give you some heat when you need it i'm not fighting this hard for you in a five minute drive (laughs) yeah maybe it it, it does take a while like Mm -hmm. normally on on an average morning i think my car's heat like because the climate control doesn't come on until the car is like mm-hmm. warmed up enough, mm-hmm. and it's I mean usually at least halfway here before it starts to really blow some warm air at For you. Sure, today even more so, and like minus thirty with a wind chill. Uh, so Lucky brought up an interesting story off air about this woman in Waterloo, Welland, Welland, who uh, won a lottery ticket or a scratcher uh, that she got in a Secret Santa at work. Yes, uh, instant Marion Bright ticket. Uh, it's a ten dollar ticket. She mm-hmm. got it as a as a part of a, a Secret Santa gift exchange. Took it home, scratched it, won two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Great, that's a huge chunk of change. It's a great chunk of change. She says she got home from work to start my Christmas holidays, relaxed with a coffee and her ticket. Uh, she noticed when she won this on the second game, her heart started pounding. Uh, she called her husband, passed him the ticket. Asked if it was real. Give him a big hug. She said her heart is filled with joy. Uh, she'd like to invest and save some for a family vacation. She has lots of decisions to make. Um, she's also said uh, she uh, wants to put some money towards her mortgage and her children's education. What she didn't say mm. is whether or not she's going to seek out the secret Santa who gave her that ticket. Oh, so she doesn't even know who gave it to her. I don't know if she if she knows. Mm. I'm sure that person would be revealed quite quickly. I think they're going to pop up and uh, <laughs> send a quick little text or email saying it was me. How do you then even, because your co-worker could be lying. Like any one of them could say it was me. Could be. I mean, I, I, I guess that would be a, a really dirty move. If you have a few come forward, then you've just got to say, well, I have no idea what to do with this. Yeah. You know, if, if, Somebody if got everyone says, hey, that, that came from, from Jill in accounting, then, yeah. you know, the, then you know, uh, I, I guess. Interesting that she says she's not seeking out who, uh, who but bought it, her the but, ticket. But there was nothing, yeah, there, there was nothing said about, she certainly described a couple of ways to spend it. Yeah. But and and therein lies, you know, one of the problems with gifting lottery tickets. Are you owed anything? 
if you gift someone a lottery ticket and it's a winner? I, I don't think you're owed anything. It's kind of like lending a friend money. You shouldn't expect to see it back. Uh, but although it's not written down as a law, if somebody buys you a lottery ticket and you win something, how can you not give them something? Right. They gave you, they literally handed you $250,000. How can you not toss them something? But do you need to give half? Probably not. But like I, if I won two hundred and fifty grand, I'd certainly go to the store that I won it from and, and give the guy who sold it to me something. Okay. Uh, if you bought me the lottery ticket, uh, you'd get a bird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, no. that was two of them. <laughs> like, you I don't got, actually have to give me the bird I got so when many, you're describing that you're going to give me the bird. So many birds to give now. <laughs> uh, no, of course, if you gave me a, a scratch ticket and it, and it won me 250 grand, I would give you something, 10, 20 grand, something. Okay. I think no, not even think. I know right. I would. You know, like, uh, listen. You, we we tip a waiter, mm-hmm. you know, fifteen to twenty percent. Yeah, uh, on things. You know, ten percent of twenty five two hundred fifty G's would be twenty five grand. Mm. That seems to me like that would be a, a reasonable amount. You know, if, you, if you're putting away for all this and that, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you showed up in a, <laughs> you show up in a Porsche. And you're talking about how great everything is. Man, that ticket really helped me out. Thanks for that, Pally. Yeah. Paid off my mortgage. I got thousands of extra dollars a month now. I got the next beer. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, you know, and maybe, listen, depending on, on how much I needed of it, you know, clear up a line of credit, do this, do that. Uh, maybe I'd even go as high as fifty. I mean, I still got two hundred extra thousand dollars in my pocket. Right, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine. Okay, now we have this conversation. You haven't seemed to say you'd cough up any. <laughs> I said 20, 10%. It seems like it would be. Ten, oh, didn't you just say 20? Uh, I said we normally tip 15 oh. to 20%. But now you think 10 but to is a fair. waiter. But I don't know if you're talking about 250 grand. Mm. Is 25 grand a thank you enough? Mm. Would, I guess, would you yeah. be upset by that? No, no, I would. I mean, if you threw me $100, we'd have a problem. <laughs> But if you threw me 20 or 25 grand, of course I'd be like, oh, dude, thanks, if you, man. if you throw me 10 Gs and I find out later on that you threw the guy who, who sold you the ticket just working <laughs> behind the counter 25, well, then, yes, we might have to have a conversation. It's, it's why I constantly say I buy the uh, Lotterio tickets and not the big ones. Yeah. Because I, it I, makes it awkward. Listen, the most recent one just before Christmas was $1.6 Still a ton of dough. Great amount of money, but not enough for family to get crazy about. Right. Because it would make, it would turn my whole world around. Yeah. It would clear up all my debts, OSAP loans for the kids, everything. I would be just uh, making money at that point. But not enough for cousins to come knocking. <laughs> you know? You win $70 million, man. You got a lot of new cousins you yeah. never heard of. Yeah, that's true. I don't need the headaches. So, yeah, well, interesting. It is very interesting that she has not said, oh, and of course I'm going to tip the person who Yeah, me. and maybe she will. I just, mm. I, I found it, you know, as she was going through the list of things she was going to spend the money on, mm-hmm. uh, it was a gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're right, it might be hard to find who gave that secret set. A lot of Santas yeah. might be coming forward around that office. And maybe they don't know, right? Maybe there's a few people that maybe it was just a lottery gift exchange. Could be a big plant of people, right? Right. You know.
Also love those people you work with when you have a, a, um, a workplace lottery a pool. Right. Everybody tosses in. There's always the one dude who doesn't want to toss in but expects, because we've all been friends for years. Yeah, you'll take care of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take care of you. You know what we'll give you? We'll give you a heck load of extra work <laughs> when everyone else kicks out. Here's what I'll do for you. I'll drop you off at the bus in my new Porsche. <laughs> Jeez, I almost pulled a Betty White yesterday. <laughs> I... <laughs> I almost did a header. I uh, I opened my email and uh, saw saw an email from uh, CRCS DKI, the restoration people. Matt, oh, uh oh, problems uh, with your basement again? I wish I had problems <laughs> in my basement again. The flood they stopped. I want the flood back. They uh, they're, they're good people at DKI and they're the restoration people, and they helped solve my my flooding crawl space. And so with that. I agreed to be involved in a charity that they're very uh, attached to and, okay. and very supportive of. And it's all for Lake Ridge Health. It's called Laps for Lake Ridge Health. And you they, agreed to be part of this? Well, I agreed kind of, sort of, because they also said that they wanted you to be involved. And I just thought it would be hilarious that you would have to help pay my bill. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sins of the friend and all. Right. I just thought, well, this will be great. They um, tried to rope me into this last year. because it's a bicycle ride. It is a, a winter ride around Royal Ashburn yeah. Golf Club. But yeah. last year with the lockdowns, they weren't able to do it at Royal Ashburn. And they went off into the hills and mountains somewhere else. Yeah, these guys are serious. It was a good out for me to say, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. The Douglas boys love to, to ride, uh, ride do, your bikes. Yes. And, and uh, you know, I got in touch with them when I was planning to do the Ride to Conquer camp. Answer because mm. uh, one, I had no idea what I was doing, and uh, and they were you know very in tune with riding. They mm. helped me out with some advice. She so had listen. I like to help out in any way possible, uh, but to a certain extent, right? You know, and had uh, had CRCS DKI come to me uh, just on a whim and said, "Hey, you want to get involved with this?" and then gave me the details. I would have politely found a way out. <laughs> You know, but since I'm indebted to them, uh, yes. I, 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 uh, I, I, I agreed. Now, this was in the spring and, you know, or I'm sorry, in the fall. And, you know, in the fall, you go, hey, we're going to do this bike ride in January. And right. you think, oh, January's never coming. No. Well, it's here. <laughs> and it's a mere couple of few weeks away. So they said to me, Matt said uh, from uh, from DKI, he said, you know, we, we ride in the winter. On these uh, Nordic fat bikes or whatever they're called, yeah, yeah. We, we we ride around uh, Royal Ashburn Golf Course. That was all he said. Even <laughs> that put me into enough of a panic. <laughs> Lovely Maria's laughing at me. Well, it's not as if, like, the cart paths are plowed either. No, like, you're, you're, no. You're trucking through the snow here. Yeah, now, who knows? It might be like this and by the time we get there. Probably the night before, there'll be, like, six feet of snow that land on right. Royal Ashburn. Well, Park. that and the fact it could be, like, minus 20. When are you doing this? January 29th, a mm. Saturday. Wow. So I um so I can't remember. Is Royal Ashburn hilly? Or is it fairly flat? <laughs> uh it's got its fair share of oh, hills. It, it's not hilly when you're riding in a golf cart no. hitting the gas pedal. In, in July with a beer in your hand. <laughs> the second you hit it on a bike, you're gonna realize, you know, going down uh from like the first tee down the fairway yeah, yeah. is downhill. That's a nice guy. That'll Clyde. feel nice. Yeah. You know, coming from like the 17th tee box mm. up to the 18th green will kill you. <laughs> well, here's, here's what's going to kill me. So 
I assumed, because Matt was a little vague in his description, I thought, oh, it's a, a one time around, we spin around, and we all go home and have a nap. Then I read in this email, they ride for eight hours. <laughs> I mean, it might take me eight hours to get around once anyhow, but eight hours? They ride. Yeah. Well, I hope they don't expect me to ride for eight I hours. I thought the original plan, too, was like a 24-hour ride. Oh, or- they're out of their minds. I'll need Lake Ridge health. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna have a link. I'm gonna share it You're on social. Those people who, who scream COVID protocol <laughs> on January 28th. <laughs> You'll be out licking light poles. Oh yeah. oh yeah, looking for close contact. Shocking on the 28th. I I, I, I tested positive. Right. What are you to do? <laughs> Anyhow, so if you want to support me in this endeavor, I don't. I can't promise that I'm riding for eight hours. I can't promise that but I'll get around the thing once. I, I think if you get around once. Around the track, yeah. around around Royal Ashburn. Yeah, look, <laughs> if you walked Royal Ashburn in the summertime once, oh, I'd be impressed. I walked wooden sticks once, but we weren't playing; we just walked it. Right, but uh, yeah, but that was like in the fall, and the weather was nice. I know riding a bike. Now I don't know anything about these fat bikes. I have a mountain bike. Yes, I know that it's difficult to get up hills. I don't know if these fat bikes make it tougher or easier. Well, I have I no think, idea. Uh, no, I think they just make it uh, able to ride through the snow. No. You know. Unless it's got a motor on it. Oh, that would be good. Right? Can I, I see? Can listen, I borrow your hey, motor? Now bike you in? want to borrow my hybrid bike. <laughs> well, here's the difference. Here's the difference, my friend. You ride that thing with your father, a senior citizen and his son, right. out for a pedal down a pleasant path in uh-huh. August. Yes. That's something to laugh at. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be out there busting my hump. Speaking of which, let them tell you about saddle cream and how that all works. Oh. I'm going to need a cream that they put on my chest where they <laughs> pop the defibrillators on there. Oh, I laughed when I heard the numbers of people in Quebec who are racing now. The anti-vaxxers just sprinting to get their vaccine. It was something like they had like 1,000 a day or something. Uh, 1,500. And now they're up over 6,000 6, people because the risk of not being able to go to the liquor store or buy weed is too much. So these group of people who have for the last two years declared, my body, you're not putting that in me, I don't know what it'll do, are far more willing to go rot their liver for sure than take a vaccine that could save their life. Yeah. Uh, Quebec has the SAQ and the SQDC, which is their cannabis stores, right. uh, the SAQ alcohol. And starting on January 18th, mm. uh, they will be included in the vaccine mandate. They have to have a vaccine to enter. That's great. <laughs> and they're racing now to get the needle. It's so hilarious. Now, I wonder if we'll see other provinces. Would, would Doug Ford implement this if he sees... Those type of numbers in Quebec. I mean, he did have a brother who passed away from alcohol and drug problems. So, Well, and he's got a daughter who's on the other side of this argument yeah. with him who's literally calling him out, telling yeah. him to grow a pair. It's unbelievable. Like, how's, how's Sunday night dinner at the Ford House? Right. Anyhow. Um, and, and would he ever, you know, would he come to the point of just kind of locking the daughter out? Say, listen, you know. Yeah. You're, you don't like how I do my business, you know. This is a, it, you know, the, it's a family operated business that they run in that that Ford household. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at her husband lost his gig as a cop because of it. Like she's really gone on to the QAnon side of things, and and uh, I don't know what how that relationship plays out. He has said in the past, Ford has, when making decisions about policy, he has turned to family and friends to to, to get advice. Well, so even I'm sure she shared, she, he knows her opinion, but you would think he would say to her, you're making me look horrible right. here. 
the scary part of all of this, and listen, I, you know, you can be, uh, you know, um, pro-vaccine and anti-mandate. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that, yes. that, that yep. can happen. Um, you know, the, the scary part is the way that, you know, even with today's uh, supposed announcement that schools will go back uh, on Monday. Yeah, what do we think of this? Um, well, I mean, it's it's not an announcement yet. It's it's a leak. Right. It's it's kind of that's what makes it scary. It's kind of the way that this government operates a lot of the times. Just they kind of push the note out there of mm-hmm. okay, here's here's what we're thinking of doing. Right. Try to feel it out, and and, uh, and then they wait for the the reaction right. uh, to storm through. But I don't know whose reaction they're gauging. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what, what site is he following, or? Is he listening to his daughters and saying this is this is a great idea or a horrible? Idea? Yeah, and is she one of the voices that he hears? Oh well, he must hear her. Yeah, how can you not? She won't <laughs> shut his, up in his sleep. Yeah. Well, and if you're going to open schools again on Monday, then why can't restaurants reopen again? I mean, if you're going to have classrooms full of kids, all you know, mouth breathers. Well, but but, but this is where we get to so quickly with the well. What about me? Right, but uh, I feel for restaurants. I totally do. I absolutely do. Uh, you know, if anything, Doug Ford had said schools would be the last to close mm. and the first to open. Right, right. Because you know, so you know, maybe you do that first, and and everything else opens up a couple of days after that. Mm. I, I don't know. It no. might. It's coming. Uh, I would. I would say. And yes, we all want uh, everything to to reopen as soon as possible, but. Uh, under safe circumstances it's, as well. It seems odd to me that they're going back to school this quick, especially with the numbers still where they're at. Like, nothing's really changed since they shut it all down, but well, all of a sudden now we're going back to they school. Sent, they sent the PPE, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that I think, was the the massive difference. They said they were going to put HEPA filters and get everyone right. these uh, you know N95 masks in schools. And they weren't ready for January fifth, flat out. Mm-hmm. You know, now, right. you know, could they have been ready if they had started the preparations in December? Well, that's you know a very interesting question. But now that they've delivered that out, I think they're saying, okay, well, let's get back to it. Don't get in the way of my bread door, says Quebecians. <laughs> I need a shot. More Bob Saget stories unfolding around his uh, passing just last week. And he was a guest on a show called A Corporate Time with Tom and Dan, a podcast where he talked about contacting or contracting COVID-19. Take a listen to this. It is not good. It does not feel good. I had it. I don't know if I had Delta or I, I might have had a combo. Maybe at one point they were working together. I don't know. I think <laughs> at the one point Omicron was opening for Delta, but then Omicron got so big, Delta's opening now. I'm going to entertain that audience to the best of my ability for what's there, for whatever's there. So if it's half full, I I go, wow, that's disappointing. And then all of a sudden, 200 more people show up because they decide at the last minute, what the hell? When are we going to see Bob? You know, he might die from COVID. Let's go see him. (laughs) (laughs) And the results are not in yet from his autopsy. Could take 10 to 12 days. I hear uh, Betty White had a stroke just before uh, she passed away. That uh, now uh, news coming forward for her reps. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel was uh, very close with uh, Bob Saget, and he shared some thoughts. I was going through emails with Bob, and some of them were just funny, but some were very serious emails about life and the well-being of of our children and how hard it is to appreciate one of those without the other being just right. In one email, we're talking about our kids, and I have it here. He wrote... One night soon, let's go out and have some meat and some good damn drinks and talk about how lucky we are that we have them. We love you, Bob. Yeah, so a lot of uh, people are 
feeling that same way around uh, Mr. Saget. Uh, Jody Sweet, who was also, she was Stephanie Tanner on Full House. She wrote a long note. Yeah, yeah I, I like her. One of her uh, final thoughts, though, she has uh, promised to tell an inappropriate joke at his funeral because <laughs> that's what he would have wanted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Uh, social media. Are, are we sick of it? Are we tired of it? Do you think you can turn your back on it? I, I tell you, if we didn't do this job, I wouldn't be on it. Huh. I really wouldn't. I, I, I think it, it's just a great example of us getting uh, attracted to shiny objects. It's where all the shallow people swim. It's uh, a pathetic and sad little place uh, where most of us spend uh, most of our lives dreaming we were somebody else, bragging about things we really don't have calling each other liars. It is a complete and utter waste of time and energy. Uh, it is certainly devolved uh, over time where, you know, there's a great section of haves and have-nots, people who use it and make a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, doing it, and others who thrive on just following, and, and following not only people that inspire them, but people who do the other. And mm-hmm. and, and and I think it's that opposite attraction that is, has made it such a, a, a waste pit uh, for for what society is becoming. It, it really is crazy. How many people will follow things that they have no interest in mm. or follow things because they hate them? Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it really is uh, an interesting uh, little microcosm. I mean, it's, it's not the first time that has happened. Howard Stern, uh, you know, made a big part of his living uh, off the fact that people hated to hear him and love to complain about it mm-hmm. all the time, but they would listen all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we have some that do that too, mm-hmm. <laughs> that love to tell you how much they don't like you, um, and keep listening to you, and that's good. And and uh, but it's interesting how that continues to happen on social media. People follow sites, uh, and, and you know, throughout this pandemic, news sources have been one where you get people on there who just you know love to tell them to stop doing their job. Mm-hmm. You know, when, you know, if it's bothering you, just look away or don't follow it. You know, it don't, there's a lot of the things with social media, you don't have to see everything if you don't want to. If you don't want, even if you don't want to shut down your feed, you can just stop following the things you don't like. So if you weren't doing this job and you were an accountant, could you give up social media? Or is it too ingrained in you? Uh, I don't know. A lot of it's pretty ingrained. I think I could give up some of them, mm. um, uh, you know. And but the the ones that actually connect, you know, Facebook's an interesting one. Where you know, at first it was just kind of you know, letting family see pictures of the kids without mm. having to email everybody. And I I, I kind of still use it that way. I don't post very much at all. Mm. Uh, uh, Twitter, uh, same thing. I follow sources that I. I need or use whether it's traffic or news or sports that I that I, I I like. I don't tend to follow people I don't like on there. But you can get down holes following people uh, of or just reading comments of people on things that you don't like, and it'll just drive you insane. Yeah, see, I I completely certainly during this pandemic, the minute the word COVID or pandemic comes up in anything, I'm gone. Anyhow, a bunch of different celebrities have uh, finally said enough is enough, which is interesting because for celebrities, it's a lot of how they can get the word out about their movies and their TV shows and events. Keep their name in the mix, right? uh, Selena Gomez says uh, social media is just filled with unnecessary hate. She no longer uses it. Kristen Stewart said uh, it was addicting and a time waster. Harry Styles compared it to a party where there are a few great people and dozens of mean people. 
said you wouldn't go to a party like that, would you? Yeah. Lauren said true. Uh, it brought her too much stress about all the bad things happening in the world. Uh, Jennifer Aniston said it's what the tabloids and the media did to people's personal lives back then. Regular people are doing it now. Um, Taylor it, Swift, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I, I, the uh, the hockey example on the weekend. They they were talking about the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Um, it's a group of of players of color who have uh, put together a campaign to try and just you know. And the, the, the diversity mm. uh, argument or, or, or just, you know, increase the diversity in hockey and, and promote the fact that, you know, it's just a game. Let's play it. And they started a campaign called Tape Out Hate, which uh, is hockey tape that says hashtag Tape Out Hate on it. And there's no place for, uh, uh, for hate in hockey. Uh, and they shared in the message some of, like, the, the, the tweets and social media mm. that they get. You know, you know, players make mistakes. They don't have racial slurs thrown at them mm-hmm. by idiots on social media, and it's and it's those that drive that sort of stuff. And 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 it's interesting how you know we get flagged for negative comments about a pandemic, but you know if you go on there, everyone thinks it's protected speech. It's not protected speech. Uh, hate speech is not protected. So when you have things like that, and I mean, I know it's all coming from a good place, but it's all such a waste of time. You know, hashtag, let's just play or whatever. What are they putting on Tape the Tape out hate. Tape out. I mean, great, great, great idea. Let's let's put it out there. But things like racism are so ingrained when it's not just the fans who are saying these things. We've heard it's other players in the league right. who say it to each well, other. And certainly the other players in the league. And and. If you don't raise awareness about certain things, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people, you know, you probably never heard that that was happening, mm. right? If people don't know what's happening, they don't know that they're supposed to be uh, upset about it happening, right? I, you have to get the word out somehow. I guess. I mean, I think I just live in a world where I know I would never say those things, and I just don't think I can control anybody else from not saying it. Right. So, you know, you got to... You got to do what's best to move your own life forward. Anyhow, there's there's all sorts of different celebrities who uh, have come out and said they're they're done with social media, and I just think it's a great idea. And and you know it's so funny how the world has changed this business early on because management didn't understand it. We weren't permitted to use it. It was just, it was just seen as a time waster. Right. Then it became you have to use it. You've <laughs> got to get the word out there about your show and the radio station and events we're doing. And now you start to see it turning back on itself. And I, and I find that very interesting. And I, don't, I know a day will come when I'll be done with this business and uh, probably just uh, sitting at home staring out the window. And I will never, never go on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook again. Mm. I will just be done. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.